0: You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and their business journey, including their top tips, especially for you. But not only that, you'll hear their inspirational stories too, the real authentic version. Because life and business is actually a roller coaster. I'm the founder of Woman Who and I help you to power up your personal brand and get visible. I teach you the simple steps to get where you want to be. I help you to find your story and create the opportunities for you to share it confidently on stage, in print, and in other media. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you so that you can achieve in the future. I'll be sharing my knowledge, insights and stories too. Enjoy this week's podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, get your podcast onto Grow Radio and check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills. So head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat, and today I'm chatting with Angie Simmons. Hello, Angie. Hi. We've chatted before, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that people can listen to how you got into what you're doing now. But today, I wanted to chat all about personal development, really. And, you know, I know that you've had setbacks in your own journey, and you found personal development, and that helped you to do what you're doing now and to help other people. So you know what aspects and oh published author as well because Angie has her own journal how am I feeling today which is a great way of recording how you're feeling steps throughout the day and each day and we'll come on to the journaling later but you know personal development for you changed your whole life both personally and in business what would you suggest to you know people listening and how personal development can help them
1: Wow, what a question. How can personal development help other people? Well, it can totally change your life. And I don't put that across in, you know, in in a way that there's a lot of people say you can change your life, things like that. But it has definitely changed my life. But the thing is, with personal development, it's an ongoing process. It's definitely not a destination. And I think that's where a lot of people fail. They think they can read a couple of books or listen to a couple of podcasts, journal for a couple of days, and everything will be sorted. And for me, it's definitely not been that way because what I've found is as you're going through your journey, and I'm sure you have, Sandra, when you're going through your journey, other challenges pop up that you've not faced before. And the personal development, for me, I said it once, I believe it was on on one of the talks I did for you, for me, in a loud, you know, I felt a little bit like the cartoon character Batfink. It's like an armoured plate around yourself. But if you don't keep it up, this armoured plate becomes paper. <laughs> and it doesn't, you know, and then things get through and it can derail you. So for me, personal development, it's about working on you, on your strengths, on your weaknesses, like you said a minute ago, understanding about how you're feeling, what challenges are coming up for you, how you can move the needle forward in your life. But yeah, it's for me, the best investment you can make is in yourself. So many people make investments in the houses, in the car, in stuff, and they forget about themselves. There's only one of you. And if we don't look after us, then that's when things will
0: derail you. I hope that makes sense. It does. And, it, you know, it took me back, actually, because I first found personal development, oh gosh, 20 years ago. I probably found it before then, but didn't realise what it was. You know, and I went to an event of a very well-known person and I was in London, a three-day event. We did the transformation. We did the whole thing, came home and I thought I was fixed. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've been to this, and I'm fixed. You know, I've got the tools I need, and off I went at full steam ahead. Not really taking on board the learning, but just felt that instant I'm fixed. Yeah, I think something you just said resonated with me there in that you know we are not. It's not that just that snap point in time. I think that's the point of realization, but I don't think it's you're fixed in that instant. You know, you've got to work on yourself going forward. In the new way of the transformation, or in that the way you want to be, but as you say, it's not a final destination. You're continually working. You've got things coming from all directions, and you—it's learning coping mechanisms, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. But also with, you know, a lot of people don't understand the beliefs and the stories that they're given from an early age. You know, we don't come out of the womb and go, "God damn, look at that baby; it's gorgeous," or anything like that, and then start comparing ourselves we are just babies. We are just growing. And I like to take myself back to that every now and again and remind myself, actually, I'm a unique being. I'm that unique baby. And I'm not like somebody else. But when we've got all those stories and everything in our heads, those beliefs from other people, that's what can control our lives. And then when we start doing the personal development and ask ourselves that, actually, who the hell am I? You know, what are my beliefs? What are the stories that I've been telling myself? that has kept me stuck. One of the ones for me for years was I was a useless mum. I now know that is definitely not the truth. Another one was about money. That was a huge thing for me. And it's been a huge blocker in my business for so many years because I was brought up with money's evil, all that sort of stuff. It doesn't grow on trees, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And I remember when I started doing a study years ago, you know, in the science of getting rich by Napoleon Hill. And I put a post-it note up in my spare room and it was a post-it note with a big love art and I wrote around it, money is love. My mum went nuts. And I stood there and I was like, what the? And then it was like, ah, oh, that's where that belief's come from. Not realising. So it is that self actualization realising what are the beliefs that you're carrying? What stories are you carrying? And how are they keeping you stuck? And personal development will enable you to move forward. And get rid of those it's like I've talked about it in in that uh, in my talks before I love nature so I talk about digging out those weeds because that's what those they are those stories those beliefs that somebody else has given us they're like weeds that mess up your mind so personal development is a huge tool like a big spade and get in there and dig out
0: those nettles that are keeping us strangled that's it and weeds you know they grow big roots don't they I'm and right they hang <laughs> onto those roots and they sap everything from everything around them and <laughs> you know it and what you said there you know we get beliefs from our parents we get beliefs from schooling and we get beliefs from the people we hang around with absolutely we almost it we don't change our beliefs but we adopt other people's beliefs and we think they're true yeah and sometimes you think well where's that come from and it's not until you trace it back and think well do i actually believe that i think I don't think we can change our core values. I think our core values stick with us, but we forget about those and we stick with the beliefs and you know the sort of assumptions we make about people, about things, and how we should live our lives. Mm. And I think social media, in a way, can be damaging in that respect because it, it tries to enforce new beliefs on us, how we should live our lives, how we should be, and we should be these perfect beings. And life isn't like that, is it? No. And the thing is about
1: social media – not most people won't put up all the stuff that they're going through on social media now there is the odd few that do that but most people paint this perfect life life is not perfect (laughs) you know oh you get what you get warts and all with me (laughs) (laughs) absolutely me too and the thing you know just referring back to Jim Rowan when he talks about life cyclic it's like the seasons we have you know we have the winters We have the times of growth. We have all that. But sometimes when we're looking at social media, everybody else's life is perfect. And then we internalize, well, my life's crap. So, yeah, for me, life, you know, going back to Jim Rowan, life is like the seasons. You know, we have times where we need to rest. We have times when it's doom and gloom. We have times when we start sprouting ideas and then we have the time where it's full on growth. And that's one of the things that I've been really following massively since my mum passed away because I went back to my old beliefs and stuff like that about nature about being connected rather than just being that busy and just on the treadmill type thing
0: and I think you know it's you talk a lot about you know turning your mental mess what was that expression you use Angie turning my mental
1: mess into my message to help others untangle their internal so they can expand their external
0: I, I just love that I love it you know, and that's what happens. You know, the loss of your mom, that was a big curveball coming your way. And, you know, we can get these knocks, we get things that come from just nowhere. And if we haven't put those foundations in place within ourselves, it can just take everything away and we just regress into those old beliefs, don't we? Absolutely. And, you know, with my mom, obviously we sort of expect our parents to go before,
1: but mum was, you know, she was 60. She was no age. But the thing with me for that, totally different now, in that's when I actually saw the work that I'd been doing. Um, it didn't derail me as much as it would have done if I hadn't been doing those four four years. Mm. And I see mum's passing now as my awakening, if you want to call it, Mm. because my beliefs had been about nature, about my spiritual beliefs and all that sort of stuff had been squashed when my brother was killed. And then when mum passed away, it was like, oh wow. And I now look at the scenario with my brother and my mom and all the other stuff and I thank every every situation which most people don't I mm-hmm. thank it because if my brother hadn't passed away my life wouldn't be like it is now same again for my mom because that was when I was like oh wow jeez i need to make so i need to help people out there and i loved how you just pulled you know when we were talking about beliefs and stuff when you just asked me to repeat my mental mess i got i've had that quote for a couple of years now and people understand straight away in a sentence what I do I got told the other day you need to get rid of that wow and I, think, I was like
0: I think it's a powerful message because the word, the moment you say mental mess I get it I get it and I think yeah I've had that I've been there and I'm going to turn it into a you know and it's powerful I mm-hmm. really think it's
1: powerful but that comment from those two people mm-hmm. could have changed the direct you know the trajectory I can't even say the word in my business and in my life if I'd have listened but my now my beliefs now are so strong she was like well why would you say that because you're telling everybody that you struggle and I went I have struggled massively and I still struggle today and that's okay because I am a feeling beaming I don't want to tell people that I'm a robot and that I'm all sorted and everything's sunshine and rainbows because life's not like that and she was like oh but I think you're going to kill your business and I was like not listening
0: I think people sometimes don't get it or they try and derail you or whatever. But I think it's really important that if you're delivering something or selling a product or service, you have to believe in it. You have to be passionate about it yourself. Mm-hmm. We have not have walked the walk. There are so many people out there saying, I can do this. I can do that for you. But they're not selling it or they've not walked it. They've not experienced it. And there's nothing more powerful than being able to help somebody using your own experiences. Absolutely. Because you know exactly how they're feeling. I do. I absolutely love networking and I'm hosting a Woman Who Live and Lunch in Birmingham on Friday, the 22nd of September. You'll hear inspiring speakers, make great new connections and will also announce the finalists of the Woman Who Achieves Solopreneur Awards 2023. To book, simply visit womanwho.co.uk. Now back to the podcast.
1: Interesting. I had to bring that up because, you know, we can sometimes take advice of meaningful people. And they, you know, they said it with love. And I get that. It wasn't about derailing me. It said it for but I might know. Because I am absolutely stuck in that now. And it's like cement for me. Mm -hmm. nobody's going to get in that way,
0: in the way. And I think, you know, years ago, personal development was a dirty word. (laughs) didn't have coaches it was an american you know get my therapy and all this sort of thing it's become every coach has a coach every mentor yes. has a coach. It, it, it's good practice to do that but let's move on to journaling because part of the personal development journey is writing down things feelings emptying your head you know and i learned this many years ago if i didn't empty my head on a sunday evening of all my thoughts all my to do's for the week ahead, all my rubbish. I'd never slept on a Sunday evening, right through school, never slept Sunday evenings because I was always strung up about the week ahead. What was Monday going to bring? What was the week ahead going to bring? And, you know, I learned to actually mind dump in effect on a Sunday night. I have the best sleep ever. So, so I now sleep really through the week, eight hours a day sleep like a baby on a Sunday night because I literally empty my head. I completely mind dump. So you produced a journal and that arose from you just wanting to write things to help you with your personal development journey and Mm -hmm. to help you rebuild and, you know, sort yourself out in a way, to, to put it bluntly. But you decided to publish that journal to help others. So how does somebody start if they've never journaled?
1: So my first tip is don't overthink it. Don't think you have to write war and peace and pages. And that's why in my journal, there's only small pieces. I've got several other books and journals that all my other stuff goes in. That's my daily journal. But it's writing down small pieces. I started writing down three to four sentences in the morning, three to four sentences in the evening. And just monitoring a couple of actions. That's how I started. I didn't get journaling. I thought it was a diary. And I thought, I don't want another to-do list. So for me, it's just put pen to paper and don't overthink it. And just get how you're feeling out of your head. It's not about I've got this to-do, which is a diary. It's about how are you feeling? And the only way that you can change how you're feeling is take different actions. So for me, don't overthink it.
0: Yeah, because if you do what you've always done, you're going to get more of the same, aren't you? And I think that's it. You know, I do the list on a Friday night and it is a to-do list, but that's because I need to know what I've got ahead. But if I'm having a bad day or whatever, I would just put that down. Not a great day today. I'm feeling rubbish. And then I think, why am I feeling rubbish? And then I start to look at it a little bit deeper sometimes. And I think I'm a big believer you have the power to change things. Absolutely. And But it's recognising that you're going down that spiral, isn't it? It's recognising it those triggers, you know. I'm an, I've always been an emotional eater. So if I, if somebody rubs me up the wrong way, I'll reach for the chocolate because that makes everything go away. And that's not wrong, but it just doesn't help me with my health and fitness goals, you know, bodging and gorging on chocolate. But actually recognizing that trigger by just saying they've upset me by what they said but actually I'm not going to let them that's their business I'm going to leave them to that they can have their opinion but that's not my opinion and you can actually and I've not done a lot of inner work but I still believe there are very simple things people can do to make a small difference absolutely and with journaling it's a free resource it's your head
1: (laughs) you haven't got to go out and buy you know, like my journal, for instance, people don't have to buy them, although I'd love them to buy it because it helps you monitor those daily thoughts, feelings and actions that we so often miss. But yes, they're very paramount to our own health and well-being and our own growth, for sure. And I love that you mentioned that. Mine, if somebody annoys me, mine's go and get a glass of wine. Obviously, in <laughs> the afternoon. But sometimes, depending on how I'm feeling, that could be a bottle of wine. And its I didn't notice that when I said earlier that I was monitoring three key actions. Was there a glass of wine or a bottle of wine? So it was when you notice those patterns that you're doing that are not serving you, that's when you get that choice to change. And you're very right. We do have the ability to change. But unfortunately, you know, we're told we can't.
0: Yeah, so I think you know journaling is good, and you know the the how am I feeling today? That the journal is a great resource because it prompts you to, you know, what type of thing should I be writing here? And it, it isn't homework. And the beauty is nobody else sees it. It's not homework that you're delivering for a teacher. It's not you're delivering it for somebody. It's yours, and and you can keep it as just for you, and it's private. You can share it if you want, but actually, you don't have to. There's no pressure, is there? No, no. And the, the beauty about when you're journaling
1: is it's fantastic for reflection. So, in the past, when I've thought, how did I get here? I've gone back on my journals and gone, ah, or wow, this has happened. Blah, blah, blah. You know, something great's happened. How have I made this happen? Like, redo that, do it again. Yes. So, it's not just about that, you know, like I love the, I love the phrase brain dump, get it out your head free yourself up and yes like you said earlier it does help you go to sleep most of us go to bed going oh i haven't done this i haven't done that focusing on the negative instead of going actually i've done this i've done that what's made me happy and proud today and that definitely allows you to go to sleep and you are not got all that rumination going off in your head for sure but yeah it's great for reflection
0: my mom always used to say to me but when I was young, actually, your father and I never go to sleep on an argument. We mm. always get it through. And she says because then we both sleep, and they never had they never had the relationship where they didn't speak to each other. They if they had a tiff, they'd sort it out that night, and then they'd go to sleep. So their heads were clear. And you know that that brings me on to you know a lot of people may not journal, but they might write a gratitude at the end of every day so they might what am I grateful for today and try and think of three things that you're grateful for and as you say finding the positive aspects can actually be great because you're almost closing your eyes on something positive rather than thinking about the negative that have occurred during the day so if people are just doing a gratitude journal for example what sort of things might they be grateful for Oh, wow. What things can you be grateful for? So you can
1: say my house, my dog, my friends, blah, 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 blah. What most of us don't think about is the fact that I can see you right now. I'm grateful for my eyes. I can hear you. I'm grateful for me. We, the simple things that we take for granted, gratitude, anything like how many, when were the last time I am grateful that I can breathe and I've got fresh air? I was thinking about that last night when the next door neighbor decided to have a fire pit right next to my back door, back door and my house filled with smoke. <laughs> you know, yeah. things like that. It, it doesn't have to be some massive thing that you've got. But also, I think people are on. The other thing is being grateful for the things that you want. So I will say my abundance. Many times I'm grateful for my abundance. I am abundant. I've got a house. I, You know, so for me that I am abundant. I can breathe, I'm abundant. It doesn't have to be a monetary factor, but I think it's a lot people all automatically go to the stuff, the monetary value, instead of
0: the stuff that we've got at the bottom of our hands. Excuse me. <clears throat> I, I totally agree. And, you know, I think the pandemic taught us that actually, mm. we all suddenly became grateful for the, you know, the quietness, the stillness, the nature that just bloomed and blossomed from any everywhere and also grateful to be able to get out of the house. You know, when all our privileges are taken away, we then start to appreciate what we've got. I think we've all got on the hamster wheel again, but that's the story. I think we've all raced too fast to get everything back. But I think I did learn a lot during that period and appreciated things that maybe I lost during that period, but was grateful for them when I gained them back again. And I think, Yes, yeah, so say, you know, gratitude doesn't have to be monetary at all, does it? No,
1: not at all. Not at all.
0: You know, every day
1: I went for one of the first things I do is my gratitude. I open my eyes. Thank you. I can see. Actually, thank you. I've woke up this morning, put my feet on the floor. Thank you for my feet. I can walk. So I start my gratitude as soon as I open my eyes every single day yeah. because, yeah, we take it for granted and we shouldn't.
0: Oh, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you about personal development, about journaling. If you were to leave the audience with one thought or message, what would that be? My
1: message to anybody out there, I said it earlier, the best investment that you can make is in your own personal growth, your own self. Invest in you and your
0: entire life will change. Thank you, Angie. And we'll put all your contact details in the show notes so that people can reach out to you. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.